Hello, Kevin. Awesome. You guys are nerds. Damn right. Oh, Kevin, you're so witty. I would stab someone in the face. Oh, that's gross. I'm cutting this, by the way. Bad Philosophy, episode 144, recorded on October 7th, 2013. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome in one to Bad Philosophy, episode 144, or as Kevin would say, the grossest bad philosophy ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's not what I'd have said because I mean I said I mentioned the gross thing before you started that, and then yeah. I put a big piece of magic shot in my mouth. <laughs> um, and not, I love that pun. That is fantastic. Oh, thank you. Um, I am your host, Stephen Torrance, king of puns and awkward segues. Um, and speaking of awkward segues, we, I'm Kevin, the pun of kings. <laughs> yes, that too. I don't, um, I don't know. Uh, speaking of, of segues, you know where they don't have segues in space. <laughs> That is true enough. Um, in relationship to the topic of the evening, yes, is, that is definitely true enough. They don't have my biggest. Uh, we're talking about gravity, folks. Gravity, um, gravity, gravity, gravity. Not and not the law of gravity. Not the you not know, the fourth weakest of all the four forces. Mm-hmm. In, in other words, the last, or well, I guess yeah, the last, the weakest of all the, it's the forces. The weakest of the forces. Weak. I mean, because you, you've got gravity. You've got electromagnetism. Electroweak slash electromagnetic. And then you've got uh, strong nuclear, weak nuclear. Yep. And those yep. are the four forces. Yes. So I'm lo- waiting for the other four to come out in the ser- in series before uh, mm. I fully decide if gravity is worth my time or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no idea what those would be about. But um, so, um, so here's how this went down. Um, a few days ago, we were, you know, scrounging for a show topic. This morning, I get on Boing Boing, and I see uh, an article that says, uh, hey, Gravity came out, and it's getting really, really good reviews. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Because <laughs> every trailer I saw of Gravity, and there have been a lot of trailers, like pretty much every movie I've seen for the last three months. Fair, I've it. avoided the trailers for Gravity because they freaked me out. What? Oh, okay, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Because mm-hmm. what happened to me is every time I saw a trailer for Gravity, and, and, and what they... What they show in Gravity is the scene where... I'm just going to assume you've seen the movie, by the way. We're going to spoil it. So mm-hmm. if you don't want spoilers, wait, see the movie. It's kind of worth seeing. Um, but it's the I, scene I think where, Stephen might disagree with me on that, but I think it's well, kind of worth we'll seeing. There, we'll get there. Um, so every, every trailer is the scene where uh, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, they're astronauts, they're floating out in space, doing their thing. Space astronauts. George Clooney's being a space cowboy, even though he wasn't in Space Cowboys. Um, I never saw that. It looked good. I don't know. Yeah. It's about old guys in space. It is. It's probably a better movie than, than Gravity. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Given a certain value of better, I would right. probably agree. It's um, a different movie, even though they're... Definitely. Yeah. Um, it's the scene where they're coming into the International Space Station, and you don't really know why they're flying directly at the International Space Station or why it's all, you know, cut up or something, but they just... <laughs> no, they're, they're fixing the Hubble. Oh, well, in the trailer. Oh, in the trailer. In the trailer. Yeah, gotcha. So gotcha. they're floating in, and it's it's like someone threw a couple of balloons at another balloon, um, and these balloons just the small ones happen to be people, um, and they just start bouncing around, and you know they it's do. like they do bounce around. It's like uh, uh, you know if, if someone ran just a, a simulator in uh, like physics class. Oh, hey, let's learn uh, let's learn mechanics in uh, in zero g today. Um, that's basically what it would look like. Um, 
for any of you who a perfectly round Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In a space with no gravity or air friction. <laughs> right. Um, and and just you know press play and, and it's just it it's was supposed to be terrifying I think but it just came off as silly because you you know that like at the at the relative velocities they're heading the the first hit where you know they're coming in at the station at probably you know 40 50 miles an hour just you know zooming right into this solid structure um in spacesuits uh they they would just get ripped apart i mean by or or they would break most bones in their body on on first impact um and certainly all the you know the sequence of highly improbable cables just floating in just the right place and you know able to hang on you know and swing your entire body weight around stop at the entire mass of your body and mm-hmm. you know pivot on a dime hang on by two fingers you know that that, that sort of thing it's it's improbable enough the first time the 10th or the 15th or the 50th it starts to get just funny and i could not help but just giggle the entire time through the trailers now i i decided to give the movie a, a chance because you know there is reviews just fyi somewhere because i saw it uh-huh a copy of the trailer for one of the trailers set to yakety sacks I could. It was playing in my head, um, and so I'm like, what? and it's but it's marketed completely differently. It's like this. Oh, Alfonso Cuarón. You know what? What, what well, else he made, has he done again? Children of Men. Children is of Men. The last big thing people know of his. That's why the continuous takes in this one. He really That's loves doing that. That's his thing. Um, um, which I never saw. I'd like to, um, but it, it's one of those things that it was really critically lauded at the time, and then kind of faded out. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably why I've never seen it. I think I own it on DVD. I think I found it in the $5 Walmart bin, and I still haven't actually watched it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering about that. Like, does he just have a cadre of people that are like, oh, Alfonso Cuarón, he's Hispanic. Uh, I know some and, people who are fans of his. Uh, I, um, what, what, I mean, I Men was good. Good? I didn't see it, so I can't, can't say on that one. Nothing but, really uh, stuck with me other than the long, continuous shots of battle sequences, yeah. which were interesting, technically. And maybe that's... That's what Maybe we're getting that's to. Thing. That's that's what we're getting to. So, continue. <laughs> Technically, I'd say the movie is an achievement. Um, yeah. More so, I would say I found it more technically impressive than Avatar, and this is interesting because I, yeah. and and I don't know why I feel that way, but I felt, came out of that feeling that way. Now, to be fair, I'm gonna steal a line from. Uh, one of my professors back at Texas Tech, uh-huh. no one comes away from a show whistling the scenery. Right. And I I need... I mean, it's the same sort of reaction I kind of felt with Avatar in the sense that it, that was a real big technical achievement. Wouldn't it be nice if someone made a movie with that? Right. Um, ironically enough, I felt, I, I felt the same thing about Doom 3 when it first came out. Uh-huh. It's like, that's really awesome. It'll be great when it's a game. Um, <laughs> or the game was better, more like. <laughs> no, no, Doom 3, the game. Oh, oh, okay. Was, was fairly lackluster as a game. It was a great engine. So you said Doom 3, the game, and I, I thought Doom, Doom the movie. The movie. Which Although they, there were a lot of first-person shots both in this and in Doom, the movie. Yep. Um, which was a a weird choice. I mean, because Sandra Bullock is not a bad actress. She, no. I mean, she's got an Oscar. She's got a Razzie, but she's also got an Oscar. <laughs> what was the Razzie for? All about Steve. I don't know. She, it. she played a, a stalker of this guy who was like a f- soccer player. 
but it was a comedy. Stalker comedy. Stalkers are funny. Well, because the genders are reversed. Because normally stalkers are creepy dudes, but this time it was a creepy girl, and so it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see the movies, so okay. that's the impression I got from the trailers. Um, uh, well, you know, she got a chance to really perform in this one. Um, I, would, I would say she did. Um, the trouble is, she was working with a terrible script. Yeah. Let's, the so let's talk dialogue about it. was really clunky. Let's 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 start with the good parts. Okay. Um, it's we a saw it. Movie. In, we saw it in 3D. Holy shit! I mean, there were there were very few times when I went. Uh, yeah, this is CG. There, there. I just sort of from the beginning, I'm like, yeah, we're in space. Yeah. And I didn't really question, you know, the fact that they were able to just sort of float the camera around everywhere and see it was, this it was thing impressive. from the angle and. You know, the, the um, there were, there everything was, looked very real. You know, I, yeah. I've seen a lot of video and photos of space stations and the space shuttle and Earth from space. Those looked like them. <laughs> it looked pretty damn accurate, you know. Yeah. Been to the IMAX 3D space station thing. Space thing. This looked better than that, but, you know. Well, that was shot in space. Right. <laughs> we did this one on Earth where we have way more technological advancements totally. as far as filming things. Um, as the fun fact I mentioned to Stephen talking about, you know, filming things in space versus faking them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned this right before the movie. We saw a trailer for uh, Barbarella. Yes, Alan Moore's draft um, that wasn't that wasn't where I was going. But Barbarella's cool uh-huh. um, because they have that zero G. It is a it is kind of a zero G strip scene, which is weird. I just I it's kinda... not actually in zero G because it's literally she's just on a on a green screen on the floor filmed from above, <laughs> and so she can like things float, and it it's a good effect. Like hey. I buy it in Barbarella. Hey, it... now, the point I was going to make was mm-hmm. that uh, you know 1960 something we couldn't actually fake the moon landing. Oh, yeah. Because we didn't have the filmic technology to do so. We didn't have cameras. My, my microphone keeps wiggling. Uh-oh. <laughs> we didn't have the cameras that held enough film to do these big, long, you know, I think two-hour live broadcasts that people watched. Yeah, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have been able to, um, to, to have that continuous video. There would have been mm-hmm. a real change or they would have had to yeah. cut or something Because one, like one that. of the arguments was that, oh, they you know, shot it on a soundstage and then sped it up and played it back later or slowed it down, whatever yeah. would be appropriate. Um, which is a neat idea, except that doesn't work because you can't, you can't have that much film, even live. Mm-hmm. You know, if you slow it down then to two-thirds speed to make the gravity match... You have even more film that's never going to fit. Um, Precisely. There's, there's a really interesting essay I read about it, or there's a video slash essay by a, by a film scholar. He's uh-huh. like, you know, people always talk about the moon landing and, well, it's real because of this, this, and this. Yeah. You know, and they, they disprove the conspiracies more so than anything else. But, I mean, you can shoot a laser at the moon and, and have it come back to you, and that proves we went there. Yeah. But um, most of the time, people focus on disproving the conspiracy theories. But that could have been they just found a real shiny rock on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, but, like, I, no, I found man. it was an interesting the way The government of... totally, like, invented cameras that could play. Continue. They invented the hard drive, man, just yeah. so that they could show the... That's why we got hard drive. But they had to keep it secret for, like, ten years. Otherwise, nobody would have been known. like, yeah. what? No, of course, there's no convincing <laughs> any true conspiracy theorist, as yeah. Stephen is pointing out. So it's it's not, um, but so, how, but gravity was technically impressive. Very, I mean, it was pretty to watch. There were the the moment when she detaches in the in the Soyuz. That's the second time the the um, debris cloud comes around. Which, yeah. by the way, they said it was going how fast around the Earth? I don't know. I wasn't listening. It slowed way down whenever it came by the space station. Like well, at, at the at the speed that they said. To be fair, you wouldn't have been able the to see the debris traveling around the space station. Were also traveling. Um, they well, were in orbit. They yes. were moving too. 
but it's a matter of relative speed. I guess so. I think they they said the relative. I don't know. No, I mean no. I mean, I, mean, I don't know the science in this at all. Mm -hmm. But you know how fast someone in orbit is moving? Oh, pretty damn fast. Eight kilometers per second minimum. Yeah, yeah. That's how they're. That's able how. To, that's how fast you, know? you have to get to get to orbit. Uh huh. <laughs> and then you stay at that speed, or else you fall to the ground. Because centripetal force. Yeah. Because and, and let's, let's just let's, can can we just do that early? The physics in this movie a little dodgy. A little bit. I mean, when it when it comes to correctly modeling how bodies would move in relation to each other in the zero g environment, they sometimes mostly um, nailed it. The, but the one where they're holding both ends of the tether, and he's like, "Let me go." Let me go. I'm slowing you I'm down. Like, no, I'm like, but no, no, but you're weightless. She can literally just tug on you, and yeah, and it'll. And you'll you'll go towards her, right? That's how that's how zero g works. Nothing is pulling on you. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> in a you're stable. Stas you're in stasis. You're, you've stopped. Yeah, so you can just. <laughs> it's not like she's fighting against the tug of gravity. Right. You're you're static. Because at that point, the space station wasn't spinning. In relationship to them, they, right? I mean, again, and they weren't spinning in relation to the space station, mm. so there was no centripetal force there that yeah, they, they were, were just, fighting against. Yeah. Once he had stopped. They were good. It's just like okay, but they needed a reason for to have to let go and yeah. whatever. Like um, so, so the, the, the drama was... did over overpower the physics, which I'm not against when it comes uh, to drama. Like okay. yes, let drama overpower the physics every single day of the week. Jurassic but Park's a great movie. That would have been okay if there was actually a good story. Yeah, there. and that's like, where we come to the problems because uh, Alfonso Cuarón can make really long shots and really beautiful shots. Uh huh. He can't write dialogue. I don't. I don't know. If he's a native English speaker, I don't know that he isn't. He's uh, got an accent in his name, so that makes me question it. Right. Um, I feel like he did movies before coming to the Hollywood system, but I mm -hmm. could be wrong in that respect. Um, but regardless of that, the dialogue in here was all cliche and clunky platitudes, and I did not care at all about these characters. Nope. Which made me care less about the panic and the stress. Like, I, I expected from the trailers to go into this movie and be a tightly wound ball of nerves the entire time. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't... No. Because, I mean... I, I enjoyed my beer. Yeah. Um, it was good. And, and why... So, why not? Do you think we just... We didn't learn enough about um, Ryan Sandra Bullock's character. We didn't... I don't know. Get... I, I I wonder about that. Because um, she was in, in mortal danger within five minutes of the beginning of the movie. Uh, uh, ten minutes. longer. The ten minutes of the beginning of the movie. Though that first opening shot was apparently like 17 minutes long. Oh, really? So, yeah. It felt way shorter than that. Well, the rest of the movie felt way longer. Yeah. So, it balances out. Okay. Um, that, you know, that first long take was supposed to be like 17 minutes or something. That was, wow. That was the point. All the way to, to what moment? To the moment where spinning. she is pulling back out uh -huh. of frame, you know, just surrounded by nothingness. Oh, okay. And just spinning. sort of spinning out into the yeah. blackness. Yeah. That's the first cut that I noticed anyway. And I was okay. looking for it because I knew this, this thing opened with a long... Mm -hmm. It's not, I don't know what to call it, because it's not a single take. It's not a steady cam shot. It's... When so much of it is is digitally created, like, to be, I, I, again, technically proficient. They get into some amazing things with it. Yeah. But you compare this to the single one shot in totally hard-boiled, oh. over easy. Well, I would have even said in Children of Men, where well, I, I didn't it's see Children of Men. clearly, like, 
it's a it's a stay or it's a it's an outdoor shot. They're clearly moving through action that actual people and buildings. There's a, there's and a great John and, Woo one. Um, and the problem is, I get John Woo's. I get over easy and hard boiled confused. I'm uh, pretty sure it's hard boiled. <laughs> All those no, egg, one of those egg the, the Penny Arcade guys <laughs> did a short three episode comic uh-huh. called it. Theirs was called Over Easy. Sorry, and Hard Boiled is a John Woo one. Oh, okay. They made it as, as an homage to John Woo, um, and it was the first th- time I ever gave the Penny Arcade guys money. Oh. oh. Um, because they said, hey, if you le- they, they said, hey, look, like this was them, they're having some financial troubles before they were the right. mega giant they are today. Um, they're like, look, we, we need to pay rent and buy groceries. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of people looking at this thing. We don't have much advertisement. They weren't talking about it, but it was about the time their first book deal went through. Okay. Which is to say when they accidentally sold all of their rights to a guy who ran away without paying them anything and then owned them. Hmm. Um, and they've never really talked about it publicly a lot other than to say, like, Robert Koo, Oops. who is their business manager, came in and, like, saved the day. Like, huh. he he is a the, the third half of Penny Arcade in the uh. sense that they would, they would still be two guys sitting in an apartment drawing comics if it wasn't for Robert Koo. Wow. But anyway, back to the story. They were, they yeah. were saying, um, yada, yada, yada. Which one? Yeah. Uh, Over Easy. Over Easy. Over Easy was the yeah. one they made. And they said, look, if you like this, give us a buck. No. And we did. Or I did. A lot of other people did as well. Because oh. they gave you a pre- preview for it. And they said, if you want the rest, give us a dollar. Oh, the rest of that series? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I did. I'm like, look, it's a buck. I, I'm the same guy who paid a buck for each chapter of Stephen King's The Plant that he never finished. Oh. This is me making a rude gesture at Stephen King. Sorry. I really liked it, Stephen. And Come I on, think, dude. Um, I think you missed an opportunity there. Yeah. He was actually, oh, to, to further tangent on this tangent. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Stephen King's The Plant was the first book he released digitally only. And he did it in a really interesting way. He serialized it. Um, putting out a chapter a month or so and asking, and, and he did it in a pay what you want. And this is before pay what you want really existed. Um, and he goes, here's the grand experiment. I'm going to say pay whatever you want. You're going to, that, that includes zero. And as long as the majority of people pay a buck or more, I'll keep doing it. Hmm. That didn't happen. He got six what, chapters what in. Happen? People didn't pay enough? People didn't pay enough. Oh. I paid a buck every time mm-hmm. um, for each chapter. I paid six bucks total, which is the same cost as a mass market paper book back in that day. Yeah. You know, early 2000s we're looking at. And like the first one, and I, I even, I was in a Stephen King phase at the time, I'll uh, be honest. Um, I even printed them out, hole punched them and put them in a binder. Oh, man. For this, this book. And I, it was a good book. It was, it was really interesting. I didn't. I'll be honest, I haven't finished it because Stephen King didn't finish it, and I <laughs> didn't read the last portion of what he published because I got mad at him. And well, Because it wouldn't have concluded anything, right? He or? said, it, I, I, again, I don't know because I didn't read it. Uh, he said that it would have been like a, a concluding of part one. So it would have uh, been an effective conclusion for that. Um, and then, and I, I think it's so funny because, like, you look at all the success of the Pay What You Wants nowadays, mm-hmm. um, where, yeah, lots of people pay nothing. Or next to nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You know, it worked for, because not, not four or five years later. Because as long as the threshold number of people pay, it, it happens. It works out, yeah. You know, not, not yeah. a, a terribly long time later, Radiohead put out In Rainbows, mm-hmm. um, which I still own, cause I, and I gave them five bucks for it or something. That if, I don't know what I actually gave yeah. them. 
I gave them whatever poor college Kevin could afford at the time. <laughs> um, because I was like, yeah, this is this is cool. And now you've got Humble Bundles, and you've got, you oh, know, yeah. pay-what-you-want movies on the internet. You've got so much stuff out there, and it's taken off. And I'm like, Stephen King, <laughs> you, as always, are a visionary, and we're there before anybody else. And then you just sort of... Well, and, then he, and he left because yeah. he, he kind of went. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Oh. Um, and so it's never been. I don't even know if it's been not published. quite. Not quite uh, Phil Fish rage quitting no, the internet. God no. Take my ball and go home. He was, I, I read Stephen the, King still rewrites books. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> lots of them, and I still well, read them. And I have a feeling that Phil Fish is going to come back at some point. But, I hope not. Well, I, I would like him to just release a game and never talk to anybody again. If yeah. he wanted to do that, yeah. like sit in your apartment for six years, release a game. And then that's fine, mm-hmm. but don't, don't talk, talk to about me. it. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, coming back to the um, to gravity, to be, coming back to gravity, orbiting back around to the. <laughs> to the it's main been ninety minutes already. Woo, yep. <laughs> uh, let, let me just read some of the reviews that that I saw this Are morning. These pulled up from Rotten Tomatoes, or uh, these pulled up from Rotten Tomatoes. Just the the highlights. Um, believe the hype. Gravity is as jaw-droppingly spectacular as you've heard. Magnificent from a technical perspective, but also a marvel of controlled acting and precise tone. Hold your, um, hold your thoughts. Hold your thoughts. Okay. Nerve-wracking, sentimental, grav- and thrilling. Gravity honors terra firma even as it reaches for the stars with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney from the Denver Post. Um, let's do another one. Um... I some of the I don't even recognize some of these places, but buckle up for a relentlessly riveting roller coaster ride through a deceptively close outer space. You can virtually reach out and touch. Where do they find these people? <laughs> Gravity is Anyone about the blog, oh, man. Wait, wait, wait. Gravity is about letting go, despite the film's poster proclaiming not to. It's a very good film, technically. Nothing more. Okay, that's close. That's, that's better. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. That's better. Oh, oh, an instant classic. Uh, well, to be fair, wait, 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 wait. come on, I'm going I'm to talk. You, okay, can, you, okay. can, you can keep reading, finding good oh, ones. Yeah. Now, I mean, the, the film owes a certain homage to, mm-hmm. uh, or pays homage to um, <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Um, in, which, in visual, visually, style maybe, yes. but no. in, in idea and in scope. In, can, I, can I tell you a secret, Stephen? Yeah. I didn't like 2001 A Space Odyssey either. Really? So, no, I found okay. it a long, boring movie where nothing important happened. I didn't care about the characters either. So uh, Not even Hal? You didn't care about Hal? No, not at all. Hmm. Um, hmm. Are, are you thinking of Dave? Dave. Dave, how was the robot? No, Hal. I meant Hal. Okay. Yeah, I really did mean Hal. Okay. The, the, no. The, I'm scared, Dave. Will I dream? No, he's. It was he's, a technical achievement okay. of the time, yeah, and and deservedly so. Got lots of praise for that. Mm-hmm. I I've even had the movie explained to me by people who understood it better than I did. I'm still like meh. Oh, here's a here's a good one. I I pretty much agree with this guy. A super expensive thriller at heart, like many others, that I enjoyed reasonably well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's about yeah. Okay, I enjoyed it reasonably well. Um, the thing about ninety eight percent means that. Everybody liked it. It doesn't mean that it is a 98% perfect film. The, well, and, and it's 97% critic score, 90% yeah. audience score. This is one of those where it's like critical acclaim. Well, 90% that, audience score is still really still good. good. I don't... And the thing is, it's, it's, there's a difference between... And this is something that you have to realize. Go check out, out Metacritic. Because Metacrit- Metacritic exactly is, is yeah. going to be a different feeling 
Okay. Um, Metacritic. You know, for example, The Muppets. Remember The Muppets? Uh, yeah. yeah it, it was an all right movie. I didn't love it, but it was all right. Metacritic? Yeah. 96%. Really? That's yeah. impressive. 96 out of 100. That's better than I was User expecting. score, 8.8. .8. I mean, oh my gosh, this movie was so intense. Damn. I are was you so reading nervous. user scores? Because yeah, those are stupid. I don't, was, ever, don't ever read the comments, Steven. <laughs> I was so nervous. My don't heart read was the pumping like crazy. Oh God, I don't know how to explain what the movie dot 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 dot. I'll let you fill in the blanks on that. Don't, don't read the comments, Steven. Um, okay, from the New York by Post. Now. Compared by some to 2001 A Space Odyssey, Quaron's relatively intimate space epic is equally groundbreaking in the spectacular way it depicts space. See, when so, you say spectacular, that means it has lots of spectacle. It has, I agree it with does, that. It, that's what spectacle means. It, oh, and, <laughs> that and is the appropriate use of spectacular. I didn't get to the thought, but like the moment when the second time the debris comes around, uh -huh. she's you know untethering the um, chute from the Soyuz yeah. because for some reason the chute deployed because plot point uh, or because well plot we don't mechanism. we don't know what happened on the ISS man yeah, the thing was really empty okay um, they then, had their own crazy story going on yeah, that's what Gravity Two is going to be the ISS <sighs> Gravity whatever. Three is going to be. The, the Chinese, Chinese space station. station we don't yeah. remember the name of. <laughs> um, Spoiler alert: they either die or escape. We don't know. They're not on the ship anymore. Right. It's Th not those much of a spoiler. Only two possibilities. <laughs> so, but anyways, that moment when like the debris comes through and she's just like untethering things, and it's just slowly dismantling the ISS, and then everything just starts coming apart like i couldn't help but just like sit there and smile because it was like wow that's, that's cool that's, that's really cool. pretty yeah that's and it was <laughs> it's really pretty it was a spectacular movie yeah it was full of spectacle but oh, but you're right like if you're gonna put that much effort into a technical achievement does it does it trump having an actual like story for some for some people it? yes definitely there are people who and and I think I can't say all but I think a lot of the critics would would agree with that yeah um I think I mean you know this is what I was thinking was we were talking about things to say mm -hmm. you know I'm a Kevin Smith fan if it's got a good script I don't care if it's shot in black and white in the back of a convenience store on his days off mm -hmm. I will enjoy it because I enjoy a good script. Um, yeah, uh, and that's that's a lot of personal preference. Um, I say I say George Clooney and Sandra Bullock did a great job in the film. Mm -hmm. um, they they were I mean they're both really good actors and they both did really good jobs. I okay I I didn't like George Clooney actually because really yeah I I, I, I think further he was he played it a little bit too calm. Now, I, I granted, uh, he's supposed to be this space veteran, space cowboy, you know, playing music, just running circles around the Hubble and his, you know, just, Literally. just, just burning fuel, just, <laughs> we, you know, whatever, um, yeah, just whatever. And, and I, I didn't feel like, when somebody says the Russians blew up a, a space station and that is causing a cascading debris cloud to orbit the Earth. Which, and, what? 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 Sorry, had to that? go what on that one. Yeah, because what, what happened? I mean, there must have been a lot of energy in it. Think about it. All the energy of, of what's happening is, is, is because it's setting things out of their regular orbits, right? It is. I, I would argue it's sending them probably on, one we see at the end, it is sending them on decelerated orbits. So they are going to crash into the Earth eventually. So they're just so going to loop around a few times when first. When the missile blew up the space station, the the 
overall trajectory of that debris, which the nature of an explosion is that debris goes in pretty much every direction. Or, yeah, but to be fair again, well, yeah, that would make sense. Never mind, continue. Right. continue. The, the debris cloud wouldn't be this sort of you know linear cloud of things, necess- especially if it hit other space stations. It would get really much more spread out. But it caused a chain reaction, Stephen. They, they kept exploding. The, and chain reactions. Yeah, they got bigger. Whatever. I don't know. I don't um, understand physics. I'll be honest. I, it, okay, whatever. I don't but think it makes sense on a physics point, level. My point being, because we're, <laughs> we're diving into the dubious physics again. Yeah. My point being... When that shit is happening, even the, like, that is not a situation that any of them have been trained to deal with. <laughs> that, I mean, I think he would be a little bit more freaked out. Just, just I saying. I would be. And, and That's maybe, why I couldn't watch the trailers, because they freaked me out. <sighs> yeah. Because so, you know what would happen to me if that was, if I was an astronaut in space, and that happened? The next 90 minutes, which is about how long the movie was, would be yeah. going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just ah! even, ah! even Sandra Bullock, she, like, just, just, I don't know how she keeps calm. Well, she doesn't until George Clooney starts talking to her. And wouldn't you stay calm when George Clooney's talking oh, to you? I, I, I probably would. That dulcet baritone so, telling you exactly I, what to do. I think we're just we're scratching the surface of why the performances were unconvincing. Um, but the script. Uh, you know, I, I'm going back to the easy answer. There is cheesy dialogue. Cheesy dialogue. Um, I, I don't know. Poorly defined characters, I would argue. Um, there were certainly... Who was, the, who was the villain, if any? I wouldn't say there's a villain. Space, the Russians, no, chaos. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's... I mean, if if, if we're going to go into the, uh, you know, the monomyth sort of thing here... Yeah, I don't think there was one. It's going to be a man versus nature. Yeah, which there have been man versus nature movies. Yeah, there's lots of them. Castaway. Castaway is a great one. Yeah. Well, it was great <laughs> when I remember it. I, don't, I, I saw it once. Yeah. I remember it was pretty good. I need to watch it again. Wilson! That made me sad. I was Wilson. so sad. I cared so much more about Wilson than I did about Sandra Bullock's character in this movie. I don't know about that. I did. I cared more about Wilson than I cared about George Clooney's character. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause Sandra I, I Bullock guess. pulled off, and and I don't know how intentional this was, maybe in the preview we saw beforehand. Uh-huh. There were some clear, to me, reminiscences of Ellen Ripley in Alien. Yeah. Which I would argue this movie does owe a certain debt to, because in space no one can hear you scream. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I'm okay with seeing more versions and interpretations of Alan Ripley, period. How close are we to a remake of Alien? <laughs> Ten years. Okay. Because we, we just had the Alien versus Predator movies. Those were, those were fairly recent. pretty bad. But what, what could they yeah. call it other than Alien? They called the thing sequel slash prequel slash remake the thing. Yeah. Okay. They'll just call it Alien again. <laughs> the the text will be even thin, like slightly thinner. And <laughs> there's something about so Gravity did the same thing. Like the the title graphics of Gravity font. are yeah space fonts. Space font. Two thousand one. Alien. Two thousand one. Two thousand Well, 2001's got a thick space font. I guess he did. Yeah. A space Odyssey, I think, was fairly slim, but. Yeah. Alien definitely did. There was another mm-hmm. one that we saw in that preview montage. Um, I don't know what it was. Oh, crap. Skinny no, Space. Know. Yeah, text. Skinny Space font. <laughs> yeah. Can we get a decent sci-fi movie, please? I think this was that. No. I think this was was our this decent was... sci-fi movie for the year, Stephen. Can we get a better than decent sci-fi <laughs> movie? I mean, the, the, in, in, if... The only thing they can compare it to 
uh, for 2001 is the the visual style. Yeah. Like wh- where Which where is there. where is our alien? You know, where is our our um, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with some other I, examples. I have I have some bad news for you, Stephen. Where's our serenity, you know? <laughs> we only have we only have limited space in terms of like Hollywood money. Yeah. For non-traditional fictional formats which science fiction is yeah as is fantasy you know inception was was pretty good it was good inception was pretty good it's good side i dug inception um, um but we because of that li- that limited shelf space but, so to speak uh, last year we had or the year before prometheus sucked yeah sucked yeah. so bad and it was hyped to the same extent as gravity um i think prometheus was the other one that had skinny space font oh probably yeah um uh, it just you know it's like hollywood when they when they do sci-fi there's like there's this formula and it's the formula of we've got you know visually stunning things, Avatar, mm-hmm. uh, Prometheus, Gravity, and, and it, you're just supposed to forget that there needs to be any good story behind that because oh my god, it's so visually impressive. So yeah. sci- sci-fi to them is the visual stuff in sci-fi. There's that. There's which that. Is not but I sci-fi. Think, I think the reason we didn't we don't have a good sci-fi movie right now, and it's not their fault, but the reason. Is the Avengers? Oh, I mean, we we're in a superhero world right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I I just saw something that you know the only new sci-fi show that takes place like in a real science fiction environment as opposed to the things that are on Sci-Fi Channel, for mm-hmm. example. Um, Warehouse Thirteen. I'm looking at you. Yeah. I love you. You're great, but you you yeah. stretch the boundaries of sci-fi. Yeah. It's on the CW this year. Uh, what is it? It's called The Tomorrow People, uh, and it's a remake of my favorite movie, my favorite TV show as a child, uh, which actually was a remake of a TV show from the '70s in England uh-huh. that I never watched. But I watched the Nickelodeon version in the '90s all the time. Uh, it's about metahumans, but not superhero metahumans, but like metahumans who are the next stage of human evolution. Oh, um, and of sort slightly of transhumanism. Sort of things. I, I can't speak for the new series and the the first remake, which I'd is again that. my favorite, yeah. um, took place with it was it, the kids could read minds and teleport and had some telekinesis and might have been interacting with an alien spaceship, but it's hard to tell. Yeah. There's some mysteries that were never solved, um, but it was a serialized show yeah. in that like it took place in the serials in the in the uh, Nickelodeon version. You know, it was like a good... five episodes would be a whole season or serial. Well, okay, but we have Doctor Who right now. Yeah, this was good. It's sci-fi. I, like it. I dig Doctor Who. Um, it's also ending. Misfits, kind of. I think Misfits is over. They're not. I don't, I don't know about Misfits. I've I've only watched like the first two episodes of Misfits. Misfits, it gets it. it it's definitely gets, superhero. It goes down a little bit, but it only goes down like a couple notches yeah. out of ten. It stays pretty damn good, and yeah. it and it stays sci-fi. I believe. I mean, you got you got time loops in there. You got you know weird consequences of of these superpowers hmm. quote you know big quotes around them but it's all grounded in the 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 characterization of these people sure. what they sure. go through and how they change as a result mm-hmm. of these powers um i mean it's it arguably is one of the hey, best superheroes hey, we, we forgot about I mean, something what do we forget about something that came out this year uh star trek Oh, that's Into not darkness. sci-fi. That's oh, that is not. Like, man, they they confuse sci-fi and action. Yeah. Gravity was an action movie. It was a thriller. Thriller set in space. Thriller slash action movie. Good. Star Trek Into Darkness action movie. Action movie. Straight up sci-fi. Pff, 
yeah, okay, holes in spaceships and they spaceships. happen to be shooting each other. But other than that, no. <laughs> Sorry, not sci-fi. Um, yeah. I, to be fair, for what it's worth, mm-hmm. it was the top grossing movie of the weekend. Yeah. It got rave reviews, despite our potential misgivings. Mm-hmm. It was an original film yeah. that many would call sci-fi. Okay. So if nothing else, that's a good, like, hey, maybe we can make a movie like uh, that uh, Gravity movie. That seemed to be making lots of money. Oh. Let's do something like that, and maybe it'll turn out all right. But is this as good as, it, as we're going to get? No, I, I don't. I'm not that pessimistic. This is like the most, the most like lauded film, high, most anticipated, hyped, whatever movie. This was the sci-fi movie of 2013. Like, this is it. I don't well, know that and, I felt that, but okay. Well, what else is coming out? I mean, uh-huh. I mean I don't, I'm not saying there was another one. But I say uh, we had Iron Man three oh, came out this year. That was what is? Um, there's one. There's one coming out soon with. Um, not thinking of a. Of Elysium. There's one coming out with... Um, yeah, Elysium came out and flopped. Oh, God, yeah. Which, that was yeah, kind of sci-fi, but I more action. That was an action movie. I, I've i come to realize that Neil Blomkamp fooled us with District 9. He totally did. All the things we loved about District 9... He had one idea. Were... were a, there, there's some problems that I didn't realize when I first saw that movie. Oh, really? Well, when you... When you replace all the black people in your movie with bugs, there's a subtext there uh, that I didn't catch the first time around. Amy pointed that out to me recently, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's potentially a problem. Right. <laughs> I get that you're making a metaphor here. But that's not the best way to... Okay. Yeah. But they're, they're aliens. No, they're not they bugs. Are. They're aliens that look like insects. Yeah. Okay. Well... <laughs> I, I That's think, neither here nor there. Here's, here's the, I think Neil Blomkamp is. I think he has a, a single idea. He's a single movie guy. Yeah, he's a one hit wonder, and I don't know how he got fund. He actually had a hard time getting funding for Elysium. He had to go through a few people, including. Yeah. Um, he got the funding for District Nine because. Peter Jackson felt bad for him because he couldn't direct Halo. Yeah. That's that's how that happened. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I mean, that's what happened. He gave him thirty million dollars because, <sighs> like, look, Halo fell through. So uh, here's your you movie prize. One, you yeah. can make that movie you want, and you can have a, a round thing in space. That yeah, <laughs> people can. Yeah, it's it, there were some shots in there that were remarkably Halo-like, and I and, think he, he was he wanted he was reusing uh, a little bit of it in Elysium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, think about it. Inner surface I world. Uh, I guess you sort yeah. of, You fly into the the atmosphere, sort of self-contained. Yeah, there, I guess that's, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Curving. There there were some shots on the surface where I'm like, yep, Halo. <laughs> that's. Hmm. But it was not Halo, which was a way better story, despite it being pretty simple. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we we got all that and and all uh, right, whatever. Maybe maybe I am being overly critical, but when a movie gets you know close to perfect scores. And, yeah, the, and maybe, the perfect Metacritic surprised me. Maybe this is kind of an indictment against the way we rate movies. Too, oh, definitely. Because because we we don't have that distinction between this is a great technical achievement mm-hmm. in its field, and but it really sucks in story. Like we don't have any way of really representing that with a single technical score. Oscars. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which well, Avatar took a whole a whole bunch of. Uh, certainly did, and did not win Best Picture that year. But it, but it, the score because it's a composite score yeah or because you have to assign one grade to the movie if we you, grade if you all assign the movies a grade to a movie, on a which zero you have to one if you want to be on either of these sites then it just I just don't think it 
you, you lose something. You obviously lose yeah. some information, which maybe this is what keeps film critics employed. Uh, <laughs> gives, you know, they get a chance to rant like we're doing right now. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, there's, there are certain sites, and I've seen it less with film and more with game reviews recently, mm-hmm. who don't actually review things with number or letter grades. They refuse to do so. Um, Rock, Paper, Shotgun is yeah. kind of my go-to games resource. Uh-huh. And they their reviews are called What I Think, W-O-T, because they're British, and that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is sort of what it is, and it's and it's a review, but they give you you know a feeling of what they experienced, what that was like for them. They don't sum it up with like a, here's a one to ten grade or here's an A to F grade. Yeah. Um, but when we want this like Penny you know, Arcade Report does the same quick, thing. Digestible, you know. There's too too much as like a filter. It's it's. I think it, it, a lot of people are going to see this film because of the, uh, the reviews yeah, for it. And I think a lot of people aren't going to enjoy this movie, or they're they're going to come I don't out know, of it going. The user reviews. I think a lot of people are enjoying this movie, are are enjoying this movie. So nobody clapped after our performance. Yeah, but I'm okay with that because I think clapping after movies is weird if the director's not in the house. But or the writer or the actors. People clapped after Avengers. Cla- Avengers made you feel awesome. People clapped after Serenity. I love Serenity. the Avengers. Like, I love Serenity, There too. are movies that just make you stand up and go, You've been watching yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D.? No. Should I? It's all right. Okay. It's not perfect. It's got to grow. Yeah. Um, it's about where Dollhouse was in its first few episodes. Oh, uh, Alfonso Cuaron did the third Harry Potter movie. That's right. I like that one. That one's good. Which one was that? Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah. It's a good movie. I, I don't know if they had any, like, super long shots in that one, though. Oh, okay. They say, and, and, and this is something we should credit too. Um, Quaron's famously epic tracking shots, realized as always by the great cinematographer Emmanuel Lubezki, uh, move here on all axes. So maybe it owes a little bit to the cinematographer oh, he works with yeah. as well. I, and, and I to, mean, and film to, is a collaborative art. Was it a Lucasfilm? I mean, was this, or, or uh, I don't think so. ILM? I don't think so. Thing? Or, yeah, I don't know. know. Well, whoever did, the, whoever did the CG, yeah, give him props. I mean, yeah, this, that was this thing great probably job. will win the Oscar for special effects. I hope for so. Visual effects, probably hands down. I mean, I, I can't think of something that's going to beat it. Yeah, I can't. Uh, anything else other than Elysium that just that used a lot of CGI this year? Wow, isn't this great? We can. Stand sorry, my butt was getting tired. No, it's, I'm on a wooden bench, so I'm it's like, okay. I'm just going to stand up, and move my microphone. Yeah. Um, let me make sure this is still working. Uh, yep. Yeah, you're Yay, still, going. still recording and, me. Wow. Yeah, this is the. Is this no? This is the like the second time we've stood up in a while recording a bad philosophy. Is it? Yeah, the one where we were in line for Franklin Barbecue. Oh, I guess that's true. We stood yeah. up for that one. Um, any others? Oh, uh, Majority Rules first episode. We were literally walking. That's true. We did do that. Um, um, there's the one. I think it was a weekly why that we did inside the student union building, and we couldn't play it because the door kept slamming. Oh. I have no idea what that was about. Something with the newspaper. A little bit too close there, bud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something with the newspaper. Yeah. Or we stood up for that one, but that one was terrible. Did we so. stand up for that one? We were standing up. We were trying to interview people. I guess we were. Yeah. That's a horrible idea. That was, Although we can do it this way. I feel like we could... This, well, because the time we were holding a microphone saying, like, yeah. you're being... Re- or holding a laptop with a sign on saying, you're being recorded. <laughs> you're on a, the internet. This is a horrible idea. We had We had some pretty crazy ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the good ones come from. Well, okay, so so we kind of we have our thoughts about about um, gravity. Yes, I, 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 I am kind of glad that we saw it, especially in three D. Um, it probably would have been better in IMAX three D. Yes, uh, definitely would have gotten more of the the grandeur of, and depth of space. 
Yeah. When you're, when you're looking through a viewport, like in the theater, we were about four rows back. Mm-hmm. There's still that ability to kind of separate yourself from everything. But, I, I mean, I remember seeing the, the International Space Station special in IMAX 3D, and that was just jaw-dropping. I mean, the shots where it's just the space station and the Earth below is like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, space is cool. Space is pretty damn cool. And it made me think, too. I mean, there, there are... There are these hazards as we sort of move into the century where we're probably going to have commercial space flight and we have a lot more people going into space. Yeah. This movie seems like very, very cautionary in terms of a little you know, bit. the dangers of being I mean, I'm in someone space. who wanted to be an astronaut at one point in time, and this movie freaked out that little Kevin inside little of bit. me. There's a lot of ways you can die in space. Most of them of involving ways. space. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the very beginning of the film, they have a little, like, a few a few factoids about space you know the, space is evil the temperature it will range. kill you yeah what is it uh surviving in space is or living in life in space is impossible yeah um and there's a good moment theater did laugh at this one where after she gets away from the space <laughs> station it's sort of blowing itself apart and she's like i hate space yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah yeah that's fair um but I'm, I'm worried that like too many films like this and too many very pessimistic sci-fi movies will be um will sort of give us that that hesitance that I think I think that's not going to be a problem. Okay. I, I mean, there yes, will be crazy people yes, that Yes, great will. sci-fi out there inspires us mm-hmm. and will continue to do so. And there's a lot of that. I mean, there are people who probably find 2001 inspiring and it ends with an acid trip in space yeah. and an evil robot lord or something. Mm-hmm. I still don't quite get that movie, I'll be no, honest. No, it's it's uh it's a little bit strange. I think I think there's more going on there, but it's kind of like Braid, where there's actually not more going on there, but you're just supposed to think there is. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, have you seen... I I won't watch it. It's on mm-hmm. Netflix, but I just don't want to watch it. Uh, Room 237. No. The Kubrick conspiracy documentary. The, the premise of the movie is that Kubrick was an ultimate perfectionist uh-huh. as a director. And because of that, his masterpiece, The Shining, which is arguably that or not, uh-huh. everything in it, every single little tiny detail means something important. And so as you watch it, there's these people like showing clips from it and explaining over the course of this documentary how it means everything from how Kubrick helped fake the moon landing uh. to all these other things. And it's reading all of these incredibly little supposedly hints that he left on the super deep level that we're only now discovering. Ugh. And it's one of those things that you go, well, okay, yes, he was, he did, you know, 80 takes, but you're, you're misunderstanding what's important, okay. what's intentional and what isn't. And not everything can be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty impressive. It's, it's pretty impressive to watch all these people and their crazy ideas. I've read some articles about them. Uh-huh. The conspiracy theories. I haven't actually watched the movie because I I've heard most of the articles. And I read most of the articles. I'm like, eh. Because I know Kubrick didn't fake the moon landing because we didn't have the technology to do it. No. Yeah. But there's there's Bring a scene back orbiting back around every night. There's a scene with, like as an example, Danny Torrance wearing an Apollo 11 shirt, and he stands up. And that's supposed oh. to represent the the rocket taking off to space. Um. Yeah. It like it's that sort of stuff. I don't know about that. Um or the um the guy who owns the hotel who sends Jack Torrance there has an eagle sitting on a shelf over his shoulder hmm. 
and that's because he's the U.S. government. And, like, these really, like... Yeah, you're really stretching, guys. You're yeah. really, really stretching. Okay. Well, um, I I think we've kind of talked ourselves out on this one. Sure. Our, our O2 level is uh, is getting low. One percent. We're just uh, we're blowing hot air now, cold air, something. Yeah. Why was the temperature dropping? Other than they did that in uh, Apollo 13. I I don't I don't know. I mean, because in Apollo 13, it had a reason, because they're CO2 scrubbers. Yeah, deal yeah. with it. Oh, okay. You can cut it out in post. You're going to sound horrible. No, I can't. You're just going <laughs> to sound horrible. That's <laughs> that's not new. Yeah. But we uh, could... Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, We're outside. There's outside noises going on. Yeah. Uh, I was there's Yeah, I mean, there's, so, there there's CO2 scrubbers. Like, couldn't we... Build? Well, I was saying something, because in Apollo 13, the reason that their breath was getting... The temperature was dropping. Her breath was getting colder. It had a reason within the context of the film. Yeah. I don't know why her her breath started showing and her no. she was getting colder. No, no. Other I think, than they did it in Apollo 13. Yeah. You need to go back and watch Apollo 13 again. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. That's a good good space movie. It's a good movie in space. Because it's, I mean, it's like something that actually happened. A, a disaster, you know, one little bitty asteroid probably hit this thing as it was going toward the moon. You know, no Russians, no... There were no Russians on the Apollo no 13 mission. No cascading anything, just, you know, actual space danger. And everybody came back from it. Yay! Which was awesome. That was and pretty it, sweet. No, you know, tumbling through the atmosphere. <laughs> Again, looked really good, though. The whole, <laughs> the whole Soyuz capsule is not a heat shield. There's a reason they put the heat shield on one end of it, and you go in with that end that, first. That's why it's caught on fire, Stephen. That's why it caught on fire. Yeah. Um, also, if there were a fire inside the the ISS, because of how oxygenated the environment is, wouldn't it just like it? It would go a lot farther than that, wouldn't it? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, it showed it spreading pretty darn quick. Like yeah. when you, you saw the little panel, it's like boom, boom, uh-huh. boom. Like that was pretty fast. Fast enough. I don't know. Yeah. The time between when we saw the little spark and the actual fire happened was kind of long. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know <laughs> we don't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't smoke on the ISS. No, probably not. No, it's a bad idea. So, uh, well, I think that that just about wraps it up. We've we've been yeah. going pretty long here. Um, long enough. You know, no conclusions. Just thoughts. Yeah, as always. I liked it. Okay. I didn't love it. No. I'd probably won't ever watch it again. I I just. I can't help. I, I gotta share this. When when she when she gets up at the end of the film, like just everything, you know. <laughs> oh, she's gotta hold her breath one last time, and it got a little silly. You know, it got a little somehow silly she's end. able to swim out of the lake, and yet she can't stand up on the shore. Um, she's tired. She's not used to gravity. Yeah. To be fair, she spent a week in space. Her muscles atrophy a little bit. True, but she's still able to swim. Up, she was on. She floated back. Yeah, mostly. Whatever. I don't know. I, I'm just making excuses. I really. I was waiting for the moment when she like gets up and walks, and there's like a, a sign, and it's her her like hometown lake that she somehow landed <laughs> in. You know, I wasn't expecting was, that much. I I was like, I was sensing it. It was one step. It was just, oh, yeah. I I could I couldn't help but just laugh. I was like and smiling did? and laughing. I heard you laugh. Walking <laughs> out of this, it was silly. Silly. It's worth watching once. Okay, whatever. Um, well, that's been our episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Stephen Torrance, as always. You can find me on Twitter at S Torrance, S T O R R E N C E. 
Kevin. I'm that other guy. Yeah, on that other Twitter account. Twitter.com slash Kevsond. Yeah, you can follow the show at badphilosophy.com. Um, not even going to mention Formspring anymore. It's but, still a thing. But I just did. It is. Apparently. Someone asked us a question on one of the comments. Oh, um, please send us your reactions, comments, email, oh, yeah. whatever. Show at badphilosophy.com. Um, if you want to send us money, that's cool too. But really, we just want to hear your thoughts. You know, yeah. We know you're out there. Um, you're listening. Say something. You know, the, the not the one we just did, but the one before that, someone said, this is off topic, but what do you think of French? What do we think of French? I don't know if I mean the language, the people, the uh, bread, uh, the kissing. I, I have nothing against the French. I don't really either. Yeah? I think it's I kind think of a it's, bland country. I think it's weird that they don't say all the letters in their sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because I learned a lot of Spanish growing up, where they do. Mm-hmm. The French language is uh, it's difficult. Strange. It's supposed um, to be beautiful. Yeah, I don't... That's, I mean, that's an arbitrary distinction. Sure. So, but it's, people say that. It's whatever. Uh, I guess we're ambivalent about the French. Be more specific. Yeah. If you want to ask us about something... You can. You we'll, can. We'll probably mention it. And, and we'll probably be very vague. If you're vague in your question, we'll be vague in our answer. That's how we roll. That's how we've always rolled. Alright. Don't fall out of space. Or into space. Or whatever that is. Stay away from space. Stay away from space, everybody. We'll it's see you scary. Next, we'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy. You do one. Ah! <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll use one of those. <laughs> it's great. screaming is fun. Fake screaming. It's weird. It's weird. A little bit. We'll use that part of my voice. Yeah. Philosophy.com. Mm.